All right, so here are we here we are with uh, Nadim and Christine today. No, with Carolina. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> Carolina. Oh, sorry, I don't know why. I don't know why. Let's let's keep it. Sorry. Bring him more coffee. <laughs> so here we are. <laughs> here we are again. So here we are today with Nadim and Caroline. So like it's just uh, they are a couple that we we met. Uh, along the way and uh, we really feel that, uh, you know, like Freshit has started. So guys, we would like you to, to uh, explain to us a little bit how, how you two met and, and what actually are you doing, how, how's your traveling, what, what's your style of traveling a little bit. Would you like to explain how we met? We met, yeah, we met 2012 in Canada when I was traveling for about a year in Canada. I was traveling around and I went to Quebec City and I was couch surfing with a girl and stayed with her for a couple of days and eventually she introduced me to her friends and he was there also and we just stayed in contact, me I kept traveling and just always stayed in contact and we figured out that we would like to travel together actually. So after, I don't know, maybe a year or something like that or a year and a half, we met again in Nicaragua in 2014 and since then we're traveling together in many places to Latin America and Asia now and yeah I think that's so for how long like total now in total it will be four years together like traveling traveling yeah traveling together yes and and uh, all, and all this time like how many times did you go home uh, went home twice to Germany and I think twice to Tunisia also like we went we traveled in Latin America we went to Canada but we never, like when we went to our home countries, we never stayed in the place where we like lived for a long time or something like that. Like for example, when we were in Germany, we lived in Berlin. I've never lived in Berlin before. So kind of like this. So we went to Tunisia to see his family. Of course, we stayed in the same city and stuff, but um, it's still kind of a vacation, you know, or like a tourism when you bring somebody new to your place. Like I remember when I brought him to my village, I learned so many new things about my village, it's amazing, because all the things that he said, did you notice this, that you see this, and this is weird, I'm like, yeah, it's true, I've never noticed it, like, you see your place with new eyes, so it's still a kind of tourism for me, at least, yeah. So what do you do to keep down for such a long time? How can you afford it, let's say? You mean in terms of money? Yes. Uh, well, Caroline, she's working online, it's uh, maybe easy to explain so she's making she's 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 like a normal person having a normal job actually she's just working but moving from one place to the other so she's uh, totally uh, location independent because she's working online me i had many uh, how to say uh, many jobs many jobs many profiles many profiles so i started also working online renting my apartment and working online. Even I, I noticed that when I rent my apartment, I go away, I, win, I earn less money than uh, what I used to, to earn. Actually, I'm making more money because uh, life is cheaper in uh, countries that are not developed like uh, Canada where, where I was living. Mm -hmm. Then I started to rent my apartment long term. Then from time to time I make a project here, a project there, some business here, some business there. 
until now I'm just living for now I'm just living with my the rent of my apartment and in, Canada. in Canada and I'm planning to I'm looking at opportunities to do some other businesses maybe mm-hmm. so what is the first thing you do when you arrive to a new destination the first thing we do yeah we look where are the drugs <laughs> 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 oh, we have somebody finding them. <laughs> Usually, the first thing we do is looking for a place to to sleep. Sometimes we do it. We do it uh, before online. Sometimes, most of the time, even we do it when we arrive because we like to see the place first especially when we have light bags so we walk and we we start to see where we are going to to stay you know some pl- some places we know that we're going to stay long time some places we know that we're going to stay just couple of nights so if we are going to stay long time then really we make sure to just take a hotel room and really start to see which place we're going to rent for one month or two months so you spend a couple of days just looking at the area if you like the area yeah like one two days maybe we know what we need We know that we what we would like if we want to have a kitchen or know that we need I don't know good internet that we whatever we need right we have certain certain things that we would like to have to feel good to be productive maybe in our work to feel good and um, location wise stuff like this we check out the area and most of the time we find something <laughs> it's the basic uh, needs sleeping and eating Yeah, like the wh- when yeah. you when you when you're not nomad, you don't think about this anymore. You have your house. You don't think every day or every month. Oh, where am I going to sleep? Where am I going to eat? You don't ask your question yourself these questions anymore. Hmm. When you are a nomad, you ask those questions. You ask yourself those questions maybe every every week, every month, every two months. So basically, like for you guys, uh, it's it's not about. Uh, Like traveling, it's more about living a nomadic life. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you meet a nomad, like those ancient nomads, then they still exist. Yes. They don't tell you, oh, I'm traveling. No, they are basically m- moving to get food or to get the best climate or to get the best conditions. This is the nomad life. We are moving to get better life here, better life there. And there is also the story of the visas, so we are obliged also to move. We cannot, even if we would like to stay, we cannot stay. Every country, after a couple of months, they kick us out. So we we leave. It's it's uh, But it's kind of like a, a good excuse also to visit other countries. Yeah, it's a very good excuse. When they kick us out, we are happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we leave with a smile. <laughs> we leave with a smile and we go to the next. So yeah, it's about just living normal life, but moving. Mm-hmm. And also enjoying the change. I mean, it's not just, of course, we go to certain places because we would like to see something or learn something. Like, for example, Mia said, I would like to go to India, to Bodhgaya. It's the place where the Buddha got enlightened to learn more about Buddhist psychology and stuff. I precisely went there for because I had a goal. I wanted to achieve something or learn something, whatever. Uh, so you can choose which destination you want if you want summer if you want winter if you want to learn something or no like it's nice to have uh, to go to a place with a certain goal 
and at the same time we just like the change. I mean, we enjoy it to be in a new place, to have new people, new environment, new food. Like everything is, is different. It's nice. Can you share with us a funny or a scary story living as a nomad? So many stories. It's really hard to see. I remember I arrived to Nicaragua. I was alone there, you know. Caroline, she didn't even come yet, but we, she, she came after. So, like usual, I was looking for a place to stay. I knew, I knew that in this place it was San Juan del Sur. It's a small city on the, on the ocean, very beautiful. So I knew that I'm going to stay there at least one or two months. I, was, I took a hotel room and then I started, like usual, to look for, for a place to stay long term with a kitchen. We like to have a kitchen. For us, when we have a kitchen, it's a big party. So I found that I met a guy and I started to negotiate with him the price and I was hard with him with the negotiation, you know. I looked even a bit cheap, you know. At the end, I had a room with a kitchen for I think something like 150 US dollars a month. And this guy became my best friend. I was buying for him and for us a bottle of rum every day. <laughs> a big bottle. And then we became so friends that at the end, he told me you will come, you will stay, and you will not pay anything. <laughs> <laughs> wow. uh, many other stories like... Uh, Most of the stories that we have are about friendship or people that we meet. Like, because this is why we stay in a place or like to stay in a place for a longer period of time also. Because when you move every day or every five days or every three days every week you will never make a deep relation with the local people and this for me personally this is the beauty about this traveling and what does it change if i see another temple another beach another jungle another whatever it's all at the end it's always the same you know i've seen so many temples in my life i don't so care. many waterfalls yeah exactly <laughs> 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 it becomes boring at the end but the people that you meet this is beautiful and when you stay in a place at least for a month The people they are able, they observe you, you know, like you, you can do everything and they, they will always observe you because of course we look different and they are curious, we observe them and beautiful relations appear. We have so many good friends all over the world that we met and this for me, this is the, the biggest beauty. And this is because we stay a long time in a place. Yeah, otherwise you cannot have it, otherwise you're always a tourist and they always will try to, maybe not necessarily to cheat you, but you're a tourist, you're a client at the end, right? You're, you're a client, yeah. like here. Imagine I stay here one month, two months. Now I know I'm staying here just four days. Imagine I stay one month, two months. It would be totally different. Mm -hmm. And especially me, I noticed that in, in the countries where we stayed in Latin America and in India, now here in Sri Lanka also we have a very, very good friend. Um, the, the friendships that, they, that we have with them are very strong, you know, because here the people, it's not like in Europe, The friendships that we have, they become like family, you know. I have many people tell me, you're family, you're always welcome. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a short time, maybe a short period of time, let's say three months maximum. But the relations that we build, they are very, very strong. And we know that we will keep these friends for the rest of our lives probably. And hopefully we will see them again. Mm -hmm. Me, personally, my goal when I would like to retire from traveling, like stop moving, you know. Uh, not stop moving, but stop this kind of life. I, I say to myself, no. I'm tired of traveling. I don't want to travel anymore. I yeah. would like to go again and see all my friends. <laughs> 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 Because this will be easy, right? 
I don't have to look for new destinations and new hotels and stuff like this. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I would yeah, just see the same people, but 10 years after, 20 years after, you know, before they die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we talk about this sometimes, you know, imagine we will see this guy in 20 years with gray hair and how he will be, you know. <laughs> will he still be like this and this? Will he still make jokes about whatever? It's the kids or something. Yes, or imagine they will all be grown <laughs> up, you know, they will have kids of their own going to be very very funny yeah. and we also sometimes we imagine if we would have a lot of money we would like to invite people to other places you know if we would for example yeah. like just a few few weeks ago it was actually a good example his father he came from the desert kind of desert like it, from Tunisia right a very dry country he came here for a visit like first time in Asia and he was first time in a tropical climate first yeah. time in a tropical climate and he was so amazed like I mean he saw lightning bugs he never saw anything like this the pouring rain, you know, like the coconut, like all these things, it's like it broke his head kind of, you know, he was just magnetized, he just loved mesmerized. it. Mesmerized. Mesmerized, that's the word, thank you. <laughs> so it's, this is very beautiful. Imagine you invite somebody from, I don't know, from Latin America, you invite him to India, you know, you say, what the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> this would be funny. How do you choose your next destination? The cheapest flight. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's not necessarily just the cheapest flight, but most of the time, cheapest flight and uh, easy visa. Mm -hmm. And climate also. Huh? And climate. Climate, cheapest flight, visa. Like now, for example, we wouldn't go to India if, let's say, if it would be June or July, we would or we'd go in the mountains at least, but why would I go there? Yeah. So, yeah, visa, climate. And about what about the countries? Is there is there some country that you're like especially eager to go? Like just not to go right now, but when the time comes. Well, for me, I would like uh, to live like at least six months or one year in China, and at least six months or one year in Russia, because as I told you, China and Russia like they are really big blocks of uh, civilization and mm -hmm. culture. Japan also, apart from that, uh, all the countries of the planet, I'm, uh, I'm equally curious to, to go to, to Japan, like go to anywhere. Me, I would love to go to these countries, like as we talked about the other day, Georgia, Kyrgyzstan, like this area, you know, because I think it's, there's not a lot of tourism right now, so it would be so nice to explore this and even to leave the tropical climate a little bit would be a nice change also. What is the most annoying question people ask you? For me personally it's where you're from. <laughs> Your country. <laughs> because I don't know, you know. I don't know what to answer. Where do you feel welcome? I don't know, like I just feel like I'm just in Sri Lanka now. I really don't feel anything else. If you ask me where you're from, I can understand that the people ask me this question, it's normal, but I also ask myself why they ask me this question. Because they want to put you in a certain box, or they want to, like what's the, me for example, sometimes I ask the people what's your native language. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I don't ask the people where you're from, I just ask what's your, what's your native language, to see if, if for example your native language, I don't know, it's another language we can speak together, so we can switch, why, why, why are we spe speaking English in that case for example, mm -hmm. we can speak another language. For me personally, because I don't feel I'm 
100% Tunisian, I don't feel I'm 100% Canadian, I don't feel I'm 100% nothing, you know. Even if technically I'm supposed to be Tunisian, but I left Tunisia for more than maybe 15, 16 years now. Yeah, I'm not living there anymore. So where I go there, and even when I go to Tunisia, the, p the Tunisian people, they think I'm Italian or Spanish. <laughs> Spanish. <laughs> And they ask me where you're from. <laughs> so you know how you escape from this. Yeah? <laughs> All right, that's oh yeah, that's a good one for you. And what about you? For me, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a precise question that I don't like. What I don't like is when sometimes the people use me as if I'm a travel agency. You know. Like they ask me all these questions, and I'm like, my God, like Google it, you know, like you will find. Like, <laughs> where should I go? What's a what's a very nice secret tip that you can go? Where should I go? You're like a local here. I'm like, my God, it's just you, you can find it out yourself, you know. Like, if you just put some effort in it, this <laughs> I don't like. Well, At least not if the conversation is just about that. You use know? me like so. a tra travel agent. <laughs> What did you learn during those years? Me, what I, me, what I learned is that all the countries are the same. The people are the same. I swear to you, the more, the more I see the differences between the, the countries, the cultures, and the, the religions, and the traditions, and stuff like this, the more I come back to the same conclusion, it's all everywhere the same. The political systems are all the same. In all the countries, there is something very similar. They are all kind of corrupted. So <laughs> especially you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th I think so too. I saw you. In all the religions, they're all the same. You have like the people who are good and the people who are just thieves and bad, and they are just lying and say shit. In all the places, it's the same. Then, in terms of, um, I don't know, even uh, the relation with money, for example. Everywhere is the same. You always have those people who are very honest and everywhere you have all also those people who just want to get money more and more and more and try to... they see in you this uh, the dollar symbol. So at the end, me personally, my conclusion is that we are all similar but we don't know each other. Why? Because we want absolutely we have in our brains since we are children this idea that he's muslim he's B buddhist he's uh, from thailand he's from sri lanka he's from spain he's but all those they don't mean anything anymore for me is all the generation of your family taking you seriously or like what they think about your lifestyle for me it was funny because when I started this lifestyle, I didn't have any income. Like I didn't. I started my business on the way. I went to Nicaragua. We met there again, and I started my business there. So people, of course, thought I'm a bit crazy. <laughs> and also, like people I studied with, people who do the same job like me, but in Germany, they thought like it's a it's a weird idea to do this online. Um, but like with time, you know they figured out, oh my god, like she's doing this already three, four years, like it seems to work, I mean, she's not coming and begging us for money, or she's, you know, she still looks like normal, so I think with time, um, 
they learn not just to accept it but also to be happy for me because of course um, I mean why does the family or the friends maybe like say ah I don't think it's a good idea they try this to protect you to protect you from failure maybe they want you to, to be successful and happy so I think with time they learn that this is for sure what gives me happiness so now they're supporting me with this and a big change for me personally I think was that my mother came this year to visit us in Sri Lanka so um, she saw what is my life like you know because sometimes you have phone calls back home and they say what do you do all day and I was like I'm not on the sunbed all the day like I have a normal <laughs> life I wash my clothes I go to make groceries I clean my house I work like it's, it's the life pretty much because I'm always trying trying at least to keep a certain routine the life is always the same but the location is different so I think with my mother seeing this for the first time she's able to maybe explain even more to the family and like nobody's pushing me into any direction except for occasional visits but, uh, for me it's no yeah, problem. I think even for you in the beginning, like some people, they just thought that it's just uh, a period of traveling and uh, they even some people told her then you will come back to the real life. Mm. And this I like the word, I, I love this word, the real life. <laughs> and uh, for me personally, I think that uh, when the people, or when we are living in this real life, real means work, house, family, this kind of uh, nice jail, you know, and this, th this nice jail, when the people are living in this, they would like you to be with them there. Yeah. If you try to pull them out of this nice jail, they say, no, 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 <laughs> you are fucking crazy, you know, <laughs> but they but they insist on you come with us, you know. Yeah. So me personally, if I come back to, if I go back to Tunisia, even now, I mean, I'm close to be 40 years old. They still tell me, yeah, but like, come back, you know, come back, marry, make a family, have a job. When are you going to have a job and settle down? And, and for me, it's curious all the, the meanings of the w those words, you know, to settle down or to to, to be stable, they say. <laughs> you know, you know, you know what I, you know, you know what I tell them when they tell me. But when are you going to be stable? I tell them I'm more stable than you. <laughs> what does it mean to be stable? It means to get up in the morning and to go to your work, the same work that you're doing for 20 years, 30 years, that you're not learning anything anymore. This is the, this is what you call uh, being stable. It's because you have your security, your money, and you're not afraid of losing your job? No, me, I mean, I don't know, I feel very, very stable. But I don't have this kind of uh, security that they have, you know. I could be much more afraid. I am afraid, but uh, I'm not struggling. Yeah, it's just something that it's on your mind also because maybe that the preconceptions that even though you're traveling and you have this lifestyle, like you have some preconceptions based on your family, like, uh, you know, like it's like a lot of things that you have to unlearn. Yeah, yeah, it's the concept of not having a phone number, not having an address, not having a TV, not having a fridge, nothing. Yeah. I just have a bag. It's enough. Why would I need more? For what? 
did you change since you started this journey? Did you notice some significant changes? Or your friends maybe? Did they notice something? For sure. I mean... Our friends, they notice that we, we change. We, don't <laughs> <laughs> we are always the same. <laughs> <laughs> we, we didn't change at all. <laughs> I think, I think um, for me personally, this is a challenge because I have very good friends in Germany and they ha have such a different path than me, right? They, is, they are doing this thing, what he just explained, yes. like you have your house, you start your family, you have a car. And I have a lot of respect for this, you know, and I know that they like their jobs and they're very good people, but we are kind of developing in not in opposite directions, but in different directions. So it's, for me, it's very interesting to see how I can I keep this friendship alive because I want to keep it in my life because they're very important people for me. But of course, also we, we uh, notice that we are so different now than when we started, let's say when we studied together, for example. Yes. We are more similar and now we're getting more and more further apart. But I think this is something with every friendship. You have this in, when you live in one city, you have the same thing with certain people. You just uh, develop in different directions. But uh, yeah, for sure, I mean, they notice even more that we change. Like when I come back to Germany, they tell me you're not German anymore. You're some kind of Latina, India mix. Because I have culture shock when I go back home. Like I, I have to try to adapt to this to, it's, it's not easy, it's not easy to change your brain again. For him it's much easier, for me it's harder. So of course there's a change, but what's the change? I don't know, you have to interview my friends. <laughs> now are you, are you uh, like afraid of losing those friendships? Or do you see that, uh, the, you know, that you're, uh, it's gonna reach a point where you're gonna grow so far apart? I don't know, I, I have very good friends and I'm, I'm not the kind of person who calls them every week. So I have very good friends that if I call them every two or three months, we still have a very nice conversation. So this is, I, let's say, the level I would like to keep. Afraid, I'm not really afraid to lose them because I will always love them even if I'm not in contact with them, for sure. This is, like, for me, this is obvious. Like, I, I really love them by heart. If we don't talk anymore, what does it change, you know? It's but um, if I lose all my friends, let's say, if I don't talk to them anymore, I will... I have the feeling that I don't have any reason to go back to my country anymore. This is maybe the only only fear, if you want, because my family, they will all die eventually, right? My grandparents, they will be gone. My parents, I hope, well, yeah, they have more time. But then I have the feeling that I don't have a real connection anymore, maybe. What do you think about the future of nomadism? Me, I think that uh, seriously, there is something happening with this, because there is a Bigger, bigger and bigger community of uh, nomads and I think that uh, it could help to reduce a bit those barriers those cultural barriers religious barriers visa barriers all those borders it can help I think in the future it would, it would help it would help to go slowly, slowly to more understanding between countries, to more understanding between cultures. And uh, I, I'm talking uh, even on the political level, you know, because uh, if you see a young generation of people who are speaking many languages, who are traveling to many countries, east and west, you will uh, necessarily have uh, less tensions between uh, countries and maybe we would go slowly, slowly toward uh, world government or something like this because I see already appearing institutions that are global institutions, like uh, in terms of banking, insurance, uh, 
all those uh, currencies, cryptocurrencies. So there's something happening. And this thing that is happening will probably one day need some special regulations and stuff like this. And I think this is where it will lead us slowly to do something there that is that looks like uh, a global government or something like this, where you would get rid of this, uh, oh, you have a passport from this country, you are allowed to go here and there, oh, the other has a passport from the other country, he's n not allowed to go there, here and there, and slowly, slowly those uh, barriers. barriers and those injustices will, will hopefully be reduced, you know. But we are also sometimes concerned about this, like especially what they call the gi digital nomads, you know. We have preferred to call myself a gypsy, I find this word much nicer. <laughs> like when you see especially the people from, of course... It's, it's been marketed a lot. It's been marketed, there's a lot of robbery, there's a lot of seminars and ebooks that you can buy, but also what I mean is like the behavior of the so-called digital nomads. Like when you look, for example, Bali, I've never been, right? or other places where which we've seen there are people let's say who come from the states or from europe or wherever and they say okay let's go there let's use this system right let's work there but they don't go there to explore the country they have their coffee shops they have their co-working areas like it's like a little america in another place you know they change the place so much this is what I'm. I'm a little bit concerned about. Do you get the idea? What yes, I mean? yes. Like definitely. they just come and they like when you go, for example, India. There's this place called um, called Hampi. This was. It's not necessarily a place for digital nomads, but I found it's a very nice example. Or every beach in Sri Lanka, because there's so many tourists, so many people from other countries coming, digital nomads or not. They are changing the appearance of the place because they have certain needs, and the locals, of course, they adapt to this, right? So every place will change. I mean, this is something that naturally comes with tourism. But I also think that especially the digital nomads, because if they want to do something like this, you have to keep it maybe uh, in your mind that you're changing a place, you know, and if you want to keep it in its natural beauty or no. What can you do personally to make? Maybe it's good that we go to this curry shop, you know, where we buy a curry for 150 rupees instead of going to some fancy a uh, restaurant that looks as if it could be somewhere in Madrid or Berlin or whatever and we pay 600 rupees. Why? You know? It's maybe good to, to keep it a bit more like, like it is. Because otherwise every place will look more and more the same. Yeah. There are a lot of Westerners that they, they leave their, their countries to become what we call digital nomad. It's very fashion now. But at the end, why did you leave your country if you want to reproduce what you had in your country in another one. What w so in that case, what's the advantage, you know? So uh, it's as if uh, instead of uh, leaving uh, Germany or Europe to go and to learn something else, no, you want to bring what you had already in, into that country. You want to have the same kind of coffee, the same kind of pizza, the same kind of uh, beer, the same kind of this and that. Just ten times cheaper. <laughs> you know? So in that case it would be just uh, participating into making the, the, the cultures that are not western westernized just help them to disappear. They're already disappearing. And we see this already, right? With all these big companies, Coca-Cola, TV, like they all would like to be white and rich and have this and this, you know, that's 
the pressure from the outside is, is enormous. It's so sad, you know. It's so sad when you see people in, in, in these poor countries, they have a TV, right? Because it brings them to another world. They can dream about other things. They see these TV shows. And they, it's, they're all selling the same stuff, you know, you need to be white, you need to have certain things to be happy, it's materialistic, you know, you, don't, you need to consume. It's less and less that the people, I don't know, just sit on the beach and enjoy with each other, talk, you know, or sit with the family, whatever, you know. It's, um, it becomes more and more the same. They're trying to sell the same happiness, the material happiness to these countries here because it's a very big market. That's why all the big companies, they would like to go to India, for example, like Facebook. They were trying to, to offer Facebook for free to the Indians, to give them free internet access. Because it's 1.3 billion people. There's money there. Do you have a favorite place or places? For me, the places is not about uh, the country, it's about the landscape. Everything that is, uh, like, uh, the closer we are to the nature, me personally, it's the more I like it beach, mountains, forest, and those are the things. Those kind of landscapes, you find them everywhere. And uh, being able for me to speak the language of uh, the country helps a lot. So that's why I like a lot Latin America, because I speak Spanish. So how many languages do you speak? I speak five and a half languages. <laughs> and a half, what's the half? The half is as you wish, if you consider uh, the Tunisian dialect as a language, that's the half. Or my level of German, you can consider it as a half. <laughs> because, you know, Tunisian dialect and Arabic are quite dif different, you know. Mm -hmm. So, that's a half. And my level of German is not like, uh, you can consider it as half, or three quarters. Yeah. Three quarters, yeah. two thirds, two thirds for sure. <laughs> she says two thirds because she's my professor. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so just just to, to wrap it up a little bit. Um, so, what do you plan to settle down eventually? For me, I'm already settling down. I don't plan to settle down more than more than this, more than what you can see now. For example, uh, on the long term, I would. Uh, I don't know, for example, you, you tell me, oh, uh, I'm working on this project, uh, you can come, uh, we can spend a couple of months and do this and do that. You have some job for me, I can be useful for you. I take a flight and I go. So this is, this would be for me like uh, how to settle down. Stop traveling for just moving like this, like random, you know. Summer here, winter there, would be nice. Yes. <laughs> I mean, when you get older, you, I think, the older you get, I mean, now we're, we're young, if we are, I don't know, 60 or something, it will obviously change, we will slow down much more, but it doesn't mean that we necessarily want to settle in one place, but we always said, like, if we would find, like, three places on earth that we really like, we would like to go back, maybe, or make the triangle, something like this, we will see what will happen. Depends on the health, yeah. health and the, the finance, that's the most important thing is the health. You know, and the more you you move and you keep learning, the the more it keeps you healthy and and, and young. If you settle down, you start to to get old. For me, yeah, also mentally because you're yeah. always in your routine and you're you're always on autopilot. You're doing the same thing as you said to do the same job for 15 years. You don't challenge your brain. You don't challenge uh, your mind. 
the cell of your brain they start to die slowly slowly you know they say uh, from 30 year old something you start already to, to lose a lot of capacities abilities to learn so of course if you are in an environment that you know and uh, so you start to you, you me i call this you wait for your death <laughs> I'm 30 years old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. <laughs> it's a long time to go. <laughs> I mean, it's a so-called comfort zone, right? Yeah. The comfort zone, yes. Okay. All right, guys, thanks a lot. Thank you for your beautiful insight. <laughs>